Hey, this is the Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 329. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and we're going to take a walk down the yellow brick road. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? Whole ton is going down. We're back for another super exciting Dominary United Commander deck, this time built by yours truly with a... Very glaring error that we're going to talk about here in just a minute. But before we can get to any of that stuff, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, their source for all your gaming needs. Oh, very much so. And I got my Fusion pre-orders in. Oh, my God. You got yours in. Mine ended up spread across my decks. I ordered some little foils and stuff that I needed. He ordered a lot of painted stuff that you can find on our Facebook page every Thursday if you like altars. Fantastic there. You got a card for today's deck. I sure did. The Commander. Sure did. Maria? Mur Maria. Maria? Maria. I it's an E and one R. Maria. Maria. Like Murka. Yes. Yes, exactly. Too bad, too, bad she, too bad she's not Jess guy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, here we are. Yeah, we. I ordered her. I got the uh, the textured foil. Oh yeah. Ooh. Are they nice? Um, they're okay. I wish I should have brought some actually because I've got like versions of the same where you have like the textured foil and the yeah. regular showcase foil. Yeah. And the best I can describe it, the best I can describe it is if you have a textured foil, the art. Feels kind of like a like a vinyl sticker, like a CCO sticker. If you have one, if you're not, you can become a patron. There's a plethora of ways you can get one, including so, CommanderCoco.com/store if you'd like to support that way. Boom. And then the text box is like a like a etched foil. Yeah. And it's kind of got that almost dusty feel to it. Oh. And that's that's your texture. Oh. That's it. And well, then and but I'll give it this as well. Outside of a sleeve. One in each hand, yep. the textured foil art is a little bit more vivid and bright. Ooh. Once you get it in a sleeve, no. Oh. Now, once you get it in a sleeve, all differences essentially are gone until you're like trying to find that glare section where you can't read the card anymore. Uh, then the etched foil actually in the text box makes it a little bit easier to read. Yes. So there here's, it is. Here's the thing. If you want a textured foil, regular foil, etched foil, non-foil, extended art, whatever it is... And you go to FusionGamingOnline.com and use CCO Spring promo code at checkout. You get 5% off. 5% off the shit you're going to buy anyway? You're going to buy it anyways. Buy it from Fusion and use the promo code. It helps to show out a lot. And you save some money. <laughs> yes, that's the best part. Yeah, everybody wins. Everybody wins. That is literally the best part. How, See, many, how many envelopes did your pre-orders come in? Uh... My pre-orders came in one, but I also made another order the same week that I got like a day later. Oh man, mine came in four and they all came the same day because I kept forgetting stuff. Oh man. And I, there's still a card that I'm missing. I was hoping you hadn't ordered anything yet so that I could like piggyback on your order because I didn't want to make an order for one so card. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I, I wouldn't say this if I haven't done it and maybe you just haven't thought of it. If I if I didn't believe this, I wouldn't say it. But uh -oh. I've done that. Uh -huh. I've done that kind of thing where I forgot something that I need, like for an order to to paint cards for somebody, where I need like four cards and I forgot one of them. Uh -huh. I make a second order. Oh my god! And I leave 
the the warehouse people, fantastic people at Fusion. We met them. Oh yeah, they're great. Yeah, we met them. Yeah, we met the people that pack the orders for Fusion. And I say, hey, can you ship this with order eight five six five whatever 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 that I made earlier today and refund me the shipping on this order because you got to like pick a shipping option or whatever. And they send me an email back. Yeah, no problem. We'll pack it. We've refunded your shipping already. We saw the two orders for the same person came in already. We're going to pack them together. If I didn't think that they were doing a good job with customer service and, and keeping my interests in mind, I wouldn't say it on the show because I'm not about just like shilling for somebody that doesn't give a crap. Yeah. So if you're going to shop anywhere, look at FusionGamingOnline.com. Use the promo code. If you're going to spend big bucks like on a booster box, you can use CCO Perks promo code. Get store credit kickback. Yeah, 10% of it, which oh, you can yeah. then use the CCO Spring to get 5% off the stuff that you buy with the 10% that you got back. It's very cool. Oh, yeah. That's like scientific at that point. See, because you're going to buy the box, right? And if you're like me, you're going to open nothing that you want. <laughs> so then you have to go buy the singles anyway. And you can use some of that money that was given back to you. It's it's the perfect cycle, honestly. Oh, yeah. I feel like they had me personally in mind when they invented the system. Uh, yes. So that way you can all feel how I feel all the time. I don't know if anybody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some days it's awesome to be me, and some days, yeah. You lock your keys in your truck again. Yes, again. Again. In the same week. The first time I had to walk all the way to my dad's place from my place to pick up the key because his car was in the shop, and then walk all the way back I, home. I didn't. It was like 37 degrees outside. Oh. That was last Sunday. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know that you did it twice, but when you called your dad and you're like, hey, can you come help me lock my fucking key in the car again? And and the, the again, like, again, part of it was so funny because it was like, what? You just did that? Yeah. Man, you got to get those things like on one of those surfboard tethers. Yeah. And, and it's this, and I did it in the exact same way too. See, what I what I did the first time was I pulled up to, to my, my place. Yeah. And I had to send a message to, I think it might have been you, actually. I had to text oh. Ryan. So it's my fault? Absolutely, absolutely not. On me. Absolutely not. So I, but I left the keys in the ignition. I turned the truck off. Da, 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 And it's like, okay, I'm done doing what I have to do in the truck now. I'm going to get out. And as soon as the door slams, ah, oh, yeah. fuck. I hate, I hate the feeling that you get. And and new people who have new cars, you can't lock your keys in the car. Like yeah. they've just got the fob, and and the door will automatically unlock if the fob's in there, right? Yeah. Like that's how our SUV is. But I got an old truck just like you. Yep. And as soon as you start pushing the door closed, and it's past the point of no return, yeah. like you can't re grab it without like being Stretch Armstrong or losing a finger. Yeah, you're like, damn it, fuck! There goes the door slam. Yeah, it's locked. Yeah, and of course mine, everybody knows the feeling. Who's done it? And mine's new new enough where it has the anti-theft feature of having the little push down for the lock being like smooth so you oh. can't grab it with a coat hanger and just unlock the truck. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to carry a, because uh, my oh. my old car used to have three different, four different keys. There was the gas tank, the door, the ignition, and the trunk. And I kept my trunk key on my house key, not my car key, so that when I locked my car keys in the car, I could go in my trunk and get my coat hanger out so I could pop the door open. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was planning for Brando. Fuck mm -hmm. Brando. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, let's plan for some CCO. We got okay. a little bit of podcast business, then we're gonna do a Maria deck. Maria. Maria. Maria deck. Yes. Podcasting business. Business. We are all booked up for Magic Thirty in Las Vegas. Oh, we sure are. All of the CCO experience stuff has been ordered. Oh, it's gonna be so cool. And some of it has arrived oh, I'm so at, at my place. I'm so excited. 
uh, I think you've got one little more thing to order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one little more thing to order. Stuff is coming. It's all spoken for. So if you want CCO Experience merchandise, probably by the time you're listening to this, it's too late. Unfortunate. That being said, you can still come if you're going to be in Magic 30. Find the Commander Cookout area. We're going to have a banner or a flag or a table sign or whatever they let us have. Yeah. I'm going to push for everything all the time as much as we can. Of course, because that's what I do. Yeah. And I'm just going to beg for forgiveness when they tell me I've done too much. Yeah. And and that includes having cosplayers in the CCO area, having maybe some beer. Uh, cannot confirm nor deny if that will actually happen. Yes. Food. All of our people. Everybody in a CCO shirt is cool. I've personally vetted them. So has Brando. Mm-hmm. It's like a double check. You can only get a CCO shirt if you're cool. Yeah. So if you see somebody wearing that and you want to come and see where they're hanging out, all the people in the nation play together and all the games are fantastic. So come find us, even if even if you aren't part of the official experience. You're invited, you're welcome, and it's going to be fantastic. We demand that you be there. Oh, you even better. We demand that you yeah, come and have want, a good we, time. We want you to come and have fun. <laughs> we want that. That's the first item of business. Yes. Second business. It's good business, too. Fun is the best business to be in. Oh, yeah. Commander Collection Black social media giveaway. Right. You share our tweets. You share our stuff on Facebook. If you're a Patreon supporter, because we've had a, we've had questions. Hey, I'm a patron, but I, I don't have social media. You're entered automatically because you're already supporting CCO in the best possible way. You're helping us out. So if you don't have social media, but you want to become a patron over at patreon.com slash CCO podcast. Fantastic. We'd be happy to have you. Yeah, very Hypothetically. much. So. Hypothetically, you'd be okay yeah, if you came and we'd make fun of your name. Yes. On the internet. Yeah. And your face when we saw it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's part of the experience. That's right. We demand that you come. <laughs> <laughs> I will personally talk shit to you in a magic game if you play in a magic game with me. Oh, yeah. That's part of that's, that's part of it. Basically what I do. Yeah. I've realized that. Yeah. I talk a lot of shit when I play magic. Like that's good. That's like that's part lot. of that's part of the fun. I'm cutting a it's, wrestling promo for like two hours. It's fun though. Time. It's fun. Yes, it, it, it's, it's fun. It's not. It's not. We were talking about bullies in the yeah. in the pre-show. We loathe bullies. No bullies in the nation. Correct. And uh, it's all playful and fun. And it's just it's just people having a great time. Absolutely. If you want to support, not a patron, you want to donate, commandercookout.com, There's a donate button. That's that's a great way to support the show as well. Liking, sharing, subscribing on, on YouTube because you should be. Because they work really hard to make us look good. And if you look at us, and especially if you see us in real life, we're weird looking dudes. Oh, yeah. And so the fact that they can make us look as good as we do on the internet, it's a it's a stretch. I look like Jesse the Body Venture when I do that, eh? There's a lot of CGI involved. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah. I'm actually taller than Brando. Nobody knows that. Yeah. Because I got the sinking chair. Yeah. I love how everybody thinks I'm the tall one. And not only do they think I'm the tall one, like out of the two of us, they think like I'm a tall person. And I'm like Also not true. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> with the exception of Amy Motzeberger, I am the shortest member of Commander Cookout Nation, CCO Nation. I think I might be. I think so. I am yeah. I'm in the land of the giants in CCO house, man. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm walking, I'm looking up at everybody, yeah, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the kid running around at family Christmas. Like, ah, <laughs> right? Just the kid running around all the time. Um, What was the final piece of business? Oh, I don't even know. We don't did the giveaway. Know. We uh, we said thanks to the supporters. Oh, last week's pre-show giveaway. All right. Yeah, yeah. The guy who's going to win the uh, the super sweet goblin token if he wants. Oh, I gave it away. 
frick. <laughs> well, you didn't say too much more about it, but it's a oh. super sweet token, and they get it. it they're going to get it with whatever it is they pick. If you play the guessing game on our pre-show, you answer the question we ask, or guess the card that we're hinting at, you can get interested yep. in a CCO token pack, CCO sticker pack, a regular MTG booster pack, Meh. this week bonus prize, uh, an extra Brando Walterite kicking around. It's a goblin token, really cool, we're not going to show it off on the show, because it's got to be a surprise when you get it. Yeah. There you go. Now, what you have to do, this is a very important part. If you're the winner, you got to get us with an email, commandercooker at gmail.com. Let us know it's you on our system. Or you ruin it for everybody, and everybody will hate you forever on mm -hmm. the internet. Join the club. Yeah. <laughs> and you let us know your address. That includes your street number, apartment number if you have one, city, yep. the state or province that you live in, your postal or zip code. Because I need all those things. And I can look them up with your street number, but it's way easier if you just freaking include them. Just type them. It's <laughs> yeah. between five and six digits. Yes. Air quotes digits. And Seven if you include a space in your postal code, I guess. That's oh. that's a character, a space. Yeah, that's stupid that that counts as a space. Yeah, I don't think that postal code should have a space, but eh, here we are. Do you do capital or small letters? You have to, the The official way to do a postal code is capital letter, number, capital letter, space, Number, capital letter, number. Ooh. They should be capitalized. They should be, if let's say you're like submitting a resume or something official, I would consider it very unprofessional if I saw non-capitalized postal code letters. Also unprofessional when you're applying for a job, if you start your cover letter with, yo, motherfucker, also doesn't work. Maybe Often. if you're, maybe if you're like doing like a, if you got to cut a promo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if you're applying to work at, I don't know, AEW, maybe they I was going to say WCW in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> and your name is Booker T. <laughs> yeah. No, that wasn't. No, that's not what he said. Sure. He said he said the other word. Ooh, yeah. yeah. That was it was so funny cuz you could you could see him like as if the vision behind his shades with his whole career just erupting in I, flames before his eyes. Like, I remember. What have I done? And he yeah. like turned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and of remember. course the person he's talking about is Hulk Hogan too, right? Like, oh, oh, oh it's so good. Mm. It's so good. But the, the, the winner of the booster yeah, pack. Yes. Yes. It's <laughs> yes. yes. not Booker T or Hulk Hogan. But it's close. Oh. Cooper Lawson. Lawson? Cooper Lawson. That sounds like it could be a wrestler. Booker Lozenge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Booker Lozenge. CommanderCoco at gmail.com. You get after us with the... Uh, all of those credentials, including professional postal code denotation, yes. if you're from Canada. Yeah, and if you're from the States, just the numbers will be fine. Yes, yes, those are fine numbers, yes. yes. We are doing a, a Maria deck. Maria, Maria Scholar of Antiquity. Even. Give her a read. Let's talk about her a little bit before we kick it over to the cards. Okay, so she's a 3-3 three, three for 3, red, green, 1. She's an elf artificer. I don't know if those are really that important, but you can well, tap Well, elf, elf is definitely a relevant creature type, and if you're going to make an elf deck, like like the elf deck you're thinking in your head, elf ball, creator who finisher, this does give you access to red, which yeah. could be important. Which could be, just make it better. Well, if you get access to more colors and you still have a relevant creature typed commander, yeah, I think that's yeah. it, it does make it better. It is important. So 3-3 three, three for 3. And it has tap and untap non-token artifact you control, add green. That gets through Null Rod, by the by. Very important. Yes, because you're you're 
it's not an activated ability that the artifact has. It's a creature's activated ability. Yes, and you have to remember that you can't do this with tokens. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, so, so treasures are tokens, so they, they don't count. You can't just make your treasures into lands. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Terrible. And she also has tap two untap non-token artifacts you control. Exile the top card of your library. You can play it this turn. That is tap two untapped non-token artifacts again. So you can't do it with treasures to essentially draw a card. Yeah. It's going to be draw a card because you're, the artifacts that you've included in the deck make mana. And we're going to find a lot of not very expensive cards in this deck. Yeah. <laughs> not like mana cost. The deck itself is... Oh, yes. Oof. Yes, I didn't really do a budget section because there is no budget. F the budget, as Brando is wont to say on yeah. occasion. Yeah. Let's talk about the deck as a whole. 10,000 foot view real quick because okay. I, I had a couple questions because I said, okay, this is this looks like just another Impact Tremors and Perforos God of the Forge Brando deck. Yeah. It looks like just another same combo that you've included in previous Brando decks. It looks like just another stacks deck that you're not really going all in on. And it turns out I'm I'm wrong. Sort of. Okay. Sort of. Now, here's what I was going for with this. When I first build a deck, what I do is instead of like smoothing the edges and making it all just nice the first time, yep. I jam what I want to do into it. And then it's like around that, I pack in all the things that are going to let me do that with the most consistency that it possibly can. Oh. And in this deck, I built a, in my head, initially when I built the deck, a combo that was like, would just go off real quick. Yep. So I put in all the things that enabled it and... I'm also soft trying to replace my Rurikthar CDH deck with a Muria Scholar of Antiquity CDH deck because I really think that there's something here. And so I was exploring the space. Okay. And so I included the combos that I like to play and the Perforos God of the Forge Impact Tremor stuff because those are things that are powerful and I know the ins and outs of them. So I have a deck that I know how to play and how it works from the base. So I'm starting off from a place that I understand and know how it works. And then from there, I just try to make it go as fast as I possibly could. Okay. This this is the first thing I think. When you're talking about packing everything in, I think of like you got a big mason jar. Yeah. And you fill it up with rocks. Yeah. And it's full. But it's not full. It's not full. So you fill it up with sand to take up the space in between rocks. Yeah. And it's full, but it's and, not full. And then you fill it up with silica because it fills up all the spaces in between the sand. And then you think it's full. Yeah. And then you fill it up with water. Yeah. And then it's full. Now it's Because full. the water takes up the space in between the grains of sand, in between the, the, the rocks. Yeah. Now you have a full jar. That's right. That's what this deck feels like. Yeah. That's some that's some shit right there, hey? Yeah, that's that's some science. That's deep. That's some Bill Nye shit. That's that's what you have here. Yes. And I've I've gone on record, I've been on CCO and say Brando decks are samey. Mm. Brando decks include the same stuff. It's what you know works. And I would challenge you to take a deck, take take the take the thing that you like, the gruel deck, and do something that isn't what you've already done, right? You've already got Perforos and Impact Tremors in Norn, and it's very good there because Norn comes back and you yeah. three everybody. That's good. You gotta have those in Norn, or you're yeah. not really playing Norn. Yeah, if you have that experience already in a in a in a well defined tuned uh, package that you like why not 
and this is a hypothetical, I'm not telling Brando he did anything wrong because there's not really a wrong or right way to build what you want to build. Build what you want. That's why the game is fun. Yeah. I would challenge Brando, hypothetically, rhetorically, to, to think of a new way to do what you do and explore some space that is yet otherwise unexplored and find a new connection to the game that way. I think that that's important. Yeah. You don't have to, but if I asked a question or if I challenge you, what else could you do? You'd say, oh, maybe I'll go back to the drawing board. Maybe I'll research what other people do. Maybe I'll find something new, interesting, fun, fun to play against. Which is, that's where right. I am, by the by, at this point with this deck is what I- Exploring I've, the space. This is the yeah. sand in between the rocks. Yeah, You've got all the rocks. Because I know that this is going to, there's something here. I know there's something oh, here yeah. for sure. There's yeah. definitely a deck in Maria. And when and you I mean wanna, a, a, I a deck, play. what you mean is a deck that shows up to ball. Yeah, like, that shows up to beat fucking ass. Like a CEDH deck. Yeah. So this is your new CEDH deck. You're you're maybe disassembling Rurik Thar? I'm thinking about it. Because I the old my, my old one was Rurik Thar, Massland Destruction Stacks. Yep. And it was fun and it was really powerful. Yep. But I don't know. Like it was You know it was eh, so. it's fine to switch it up. Just because you have a CEDH deck, but you're not a CEDH player exclusively, yeah. you can change decks, yeah, so, so right? It's 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 just a deck. You just make a new one. So first I put Rurikthar up on the hoist, yeah, and he became like Rurikthar mid-range, which, again, very cool, but I'm not sure how CEDH it was at that point. Like I think I could play that Rurikthar just in a high-power pod, yeah. and it would be a fine game. It's not... Like a lot of the, the C came out of it once I took out all the stacks and, and land killing, it just became a regular Rurikthar deck. Yep. Like, okay. And maybe... you see Rurikthar decks frequent enough because it's a powerful strategy to do lots of damage with. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe this isn't maybe this isn't the CDH deck that I'm looking for. Maybe this is just a high power deck that I want. Yep. So I figured, well Maria, she's got mad combo potential. She's got lots of she's doing something really powerful and she's doing something that's different in Gruel, which I want to do. So I played all the powerful shit that I know with a thing that I thought would be really kind of fun and kind of cheeky, and and then, and then just... yeah, I I used my I used the uh, the term cheeky and ironic in my notes with yeah. some of what I want to talk about this deck on. Before we do though, uh, speaking of high power, high power, it it's kind of a it's kind of little a little bit of a thing like a step that one has to take and we're casual players so like for me I have one CEDH deck yeah. I used to think I had two and and my other one was Zada but it's just a high power deck yeah. there's no removal there's no interaction it's just a combo and if it gets disrupted I lose yeah. right and that's fine and that was a step that I had to take and sometimes you got to admit that people yeah. and speaking of Zada I think that's what I'm going to be playing on the next sidewalk slam comes out in early October. Yeah, the the landslide also it's going to be uh Muxo Man, Grandy Savage. It, it might be Goblin on Goblin on on Marin, Marin on... and and whatever whatever Aiden's going to play. So tune into CCO's yeah. Sidewalk Slam. They're lots of fun. That's going to be it's going to be either a a slog where me and Ryan just play Mountain and say go yep. or it's going to be over on turn 1. Yep. Uh, I've 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 had both of those things happen to me and by me. <laughs> yes. So it's going to be a great game. We hope you're all there. We haven't come up with a S sidewalk slam five. Oh yeah, yeah. Yet. Sidewalk slam, but the S's are fives. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible for the algorithm, but funny joke. I guess uh, slam five five uh, 
Sidewalk. Any suggestions in the comments? Slam five, sidewalk five, slam six, sidewalk five, slam six. Is that is that how is that is that the vernacular? I don't know if I want to get that close to Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> no, if I do. That's what the joke was. I don't know if I want to get that close to him though. Well, what other movie franchise has five? Hey, could we do Sidewalk Slam H two O because it's coming out like near Halloween? We could. Yeah. But there's no. H five O, H five O. What would H five O be? Is that even a possible? <laughs> let's switch over molecule? to the cards and let's do your Muria deck. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Mary is scholar of antiquity. In the Emerald City is the name of the deck. I don't get it. It's the Wizard of Oz thing. Never heard of her. You don't know the, the Wizard of Oz? Yeah, but they go to the Emerald City. That's where the wizard lives. Yes. You have zero cost artifacts. They make green. Emeralds? Like Mox Emeralds? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Did we, we get <laughs> Bing, 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 bing. Doesn't get it, doesn't get it, gets it. Yeah, there was, a, there was a line, there was a threshold, and I passed it. There we go. And so, then I got it. So the goal of, here's the, I'm going to spoil it. Here's the goal of the deck. Yep. My plan was to have a bunch of zero drop Mox Emeralds. So we're going to play a Power 9 card, what? 14 of them, but improved versions because they don't cost hundreds of US dollars. Hundreds. And they have an additional effect. Those are rookie numbers. Well, you gotta pump those numbers up. I'm thinking like water damaged ones. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Burnt up ones. Ones that have been in a sleeve that got water in them and then just sat there for a week and now they're all bloated and gross and lit on fire. Yeah, yeah. Well, they can't be lit on fire because they're wet. Still, well, it's magic, man. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> it's yeah. called magic for yeah. a reason. <laughs> so I have all these zero drop artifacts and creatures, and then I use a cloudstone curio to bounce my zero drop, so I can just. Bing, 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 and play them a bunch of times. And then have something, I, I, cheeky, I guess, like an Impact Tremors. So my Ornithopter Memnite Loop just damages everybody out of the yeah, game. But wait, Brando, but wait. Cloudstone Curio doesn't work on artifacts. <laughs> and, and it's like, God, and I built the whole deck around that, and it doesn't work. Well, But before you turn the, the, the episode off. Teachable moments. Teachable moments. Sometimes you should read the card that you want to build your deck around so that you know that what you're doing is going to fucking work. Yes. Very important. And the deck still does work, just not in the manner that I wanted it to. So, which makes it even more kind of samesy because you don't have that cheek. You're like, haha, I'm going to bounce my Lotus Petal and my Memnite and kill you with my Firebrand Archer and my Impact Tremors. Give uh, give Cloudstone Curio a read because I still think it. you could make this deck work because we're playing some other stuff Mer that'll work. Cloudstone Curio is an artifact for three. Whenever a non-artifact permanent comes into play under your control, you may return another permanent you control that shares a permanent type with it to its owner's hand. Easy. You cast a creature and you bounce your own creature. Yes. Then you cast your creature and you bounce your own creature again. Yes. And you make a loop like that where the creature entering the battlefield gives you mana or you can cast the creatures for free. Either will work. Let's say you cast a Dockside Extortionist right. and make three mana, you, you three treasures. Right. You can sack those three treasures to, to replay the Dockside Extortionist and a Lanawar Elf, let's say. And you make three mana from the Dockside. You use two of it on Dockside, one of it on Lanawar, and then you can go infinite with infinite enter the battlefields. Yes. If your opponent has one more artifact or enchantment with the Dockside Extortionist and you can make four treasures, then you have infinite mana. Yes. And you could, if you don't have your Impact Tremors or Dockside, you could uh, you could create infinite mana and win with a, 
fireball or, or yeah, comet, comet storm. storm. Yeah, there you go. And and you can do that to pretty quick effect when you have moxes and sol rings and all the stuff that you're playing. Yeah. So it still works. It still functions, just not in the 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 gimmicky way that I had it pictured if, in my brain. If you want to do it gimmicky, you could Cloudstone Curio with the zero cost kobolds, the original kobolds from Legends, because yeah. they cost zero and they're not artifacts. Yeah. So that that could work. I thought of that too after the fact. I was like, oh, then I'm just playing the. Co we already built that deck. We already built the Cheerios deck. We did, and that and was, was fantastic. Was like, oh man, but here we are. Yes, here so we are. Let's let's read. Um, let's do the rest of that section of the deck, the the linchpin section. Like you need the cloudstone cure. You need to find it. You need to play it so that the combo works, even though the combo doesn't work. Okay, so sure. Yeah. In that section, we have a scrap welder. You can sacrifice an artifact with mana value X to return another artifact from your graveyard. So you sack a three cost thing to get your cloudstone cure back if somebody kills it. Yeah. And we, you, you have some of those, and we'll talk about those in a minute. <laughs> sure will. We have a Goblin Welder that's a, that lets you switch an artifact in play for one in your yard. Yep. Same kind of thing. We have a Goblin Engineer that lets you find your Cloudstone Curio and put it into your graveyard so you can then sack something else to get that one back. Because Goblin Engineer also does that. That's right. We have a Doretti Scraps of Aunt that returns artifacts from your graveyard to yep. play. Or you can discard cards to draw more cards. Yep. And then we have the Cloudstone Curio. So we yes. have five things to make that Cloudstone Curio stick around or be tutored into our bin to come into play. And remember that our commander lets us tap artifacts to draw a card, I'll say, right? Yes. And I say draw a card because you've got seven more ramp pieces that that are generally cheap, like you've got Solar Ring, Liquid Metal Torque, You've got a Howling Mine yeah, in there, which, which is a, a two-mana mana rock <laughs> yes. in this deck that lets you... Draw a card! Let's yes. you be the first to draw a card because you cast it. Oh, the only one to draw a card. You cast it and then tap it because that turns it off. Oh, you will never draw a card with my Howling Mine. Yes, that's good. Now, you've got a Genesis Chamber in there, a Bootlegger Stash. Why those and not like... Uh, if you're trying to go as fast as possible, why not like Mana Crypt? Why not Mana Vault? Because I ran out of Mana Crypts and Mana Vaults. Ooh. Yeah, I was out of them. Okay. Uh, and Genesis Chamber is another... Samezy Brando card that's in your Noran deck. No. I'm criticizing you on this card because not only is it not very powerful, it's the same as another deck that you have. It's a Murray thing. Okay. Because when you tap it, it turns it off. So I included it because when you tap it, it turns it off. So that when I'm going... Memnite Ornithopter Memnite Ornithopter Memnite. I'm making a dude every time. If, okay, whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield, if Genesis Chamber is untapped, that creature's controller creates a 1-1 one, one colorless mirror artifact creature token. So and I it costs can, two. So I can tap it for mana to turn it off. Oh. That's why, I, this is not in here because it's like a huge combo potential thing. I put it in here because it's a Murrah thing. Ah, I didn't, I didn't know that it turned itself off when it was tapped. Yeah, see, okay. I think that there's a few cards in here that you're going to, why is that in there? And I'm going to tell you, because I can turn it off. Okay. And that's fun. Like Howling Mine, I don't wouldn't normally play, but I can turn it, finally, finally I can play Howling Mine, and nobody gets to draw cards but me. Yeah. And I'm going to get a mana for that. Okay. That's fucking cool. Now, also, Liquid Metal Torque can turn my non-token things into artifacts, so I can tap them for mana. If I need a green instead of a colorless. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you got your dockside, and you got a liquid metal torque, 
you could turn it into an artifact. That's right. That's, that could be important. And when it comes into play, I guess it only happens once. When it comes into play, you can make an extra mana. Who knows? That could come into effect. Yeah. Bootlegger's stash. I'm just trying to find a place where it's good. This card is not good in this I, deck. I, think, I would cut it. I think this card might be actively just not very good. It gives lands you control have tapped to make a treasure token. Yeah. And I put it, because it's artifacts coming into play. I have some payoffs for, it deals damage when artifacts come into play. So it turns my lands into mana generators that also do damage. But I don't know. And then Bergy, I figure I've got enough things that cost nothing that I can just play things and net a mana. That's, I have a Bergy also. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You could go infinite with Bergy and and Cloudstone Curio if you wanted to play those kobolds. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me infinite mana, right? I don't know how many red cards you have in the deck if Bergy's worth it. And the other side of Bergy, the card draw side, is generally just a duplication of your commander. Yeah. And it costs five instead of your commander costing three, and you wanting your commander anyways. Yeah. Bergy's certainly a good card and belongs in decks like this. I'm not sure how powerful it is based on how many red cards you have. And Bootlegger Stash should just be a mana crypt when you get one. You yeah. could you could maybe get a discount on one if you went to FusionGamingOnline.com mm. and use CCO Spring promo code and got 5% off. It'd save you a bunch of money. I might be able to do that. Yeah, money yeah. that you could spend on beer in Vegas when you're playing... Playing games with people Ooh, in the nation. Hell yeah. Yeah, good ideas. Good ideas. Good indeed. ideas. So let's talk about the artifacts then, because we've we've hinted at the the enabler artifacts a bunch, and we do actually have some more mana ramp in that category. So give us the mana ramp in that category first. The the mox emeralds? Well, they're all mox emeralds. That's right. That's the joke. That's the joke. But, but if you don't have your commander, let's say it's turn one. Oh, if it's turn one. Okay, we've got a chrome mox. Yep. We've got a mox diamond. Yep. We have a Paradise Mantle, and that's that, it. That can, well, and, and, oh, and, and a Lotus Petal. And a Lotus Petal, yes. Yeah. And a Lotus Bloom, I guess. I'm also playing. But that isn't going to do us any good on turn one. Yeah, no. There, and like, I guess we're we're aware that there are other very powerful one-drop artifacts. That I'm not playing those because they're not Mox Emeralds. You would break even on them is what I'm saying, and yeah. that is powerful. If you want to make the most powerful deck possible... You do have to throw theme and and sometimes, sometimes, I said, <laughs> internet, sometimes, creativity to the wind. Yes. You do sometimes have to break your own rules. You do have to sometimes cut pet cards. Yeah. You have to sometimes say, oh, yeah, bootlegger stash doesn't work in this deck either. Yeah. Right? Event, and I'm gonna, I've said that about every deck it's ever been in, for the record. <laughs> if you have a bootlegger stash deck that, where it's actually, like, good. Send it in. Let, let me know. Yeah, I'm, I haven't found a place for that card yet. You know, it's and I've tried. It's a good card. It is good, right? It is good. Remember, it is so good. Remember, people wanted it banned when it was previewed. Yeah, yeah, and it, just like Voidmere. Yeah. Oh yeah, that card's good too. <laughs> Voidmere would actually be good against this deck. <laughs> sure would. Sure would. <laughs> so uh, the rest of the zero drops that you have, I have a welding jar. Yeah, which is actually good because it regenerates an artifact. Yep. yep. I have a Tormund's crypt. Good. Spellbook. Um, okay. It's fine. Shield Sphere. Good blocker. Zero six. Phyrexian Walker. Good blocker. Ornithopter. Good blocker because it flies. I I forgot to mention I have a Mox, a Mox Amber. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Memnite. Uh, that's fine. It's also there. And a, a Jeweled Amulet. Ooh. <laughs> this, card, this card sucks. <laughs> the, but it costs nothing, so in it went. It, so, it gives you mana. It's land drop number two on your turn. You tap one in it, and you put a colored mana token on it, and then Ooh. when you then you can tap it again and get that color of mana 
out of it, but it can only have one toe. It's kind of like a really shitty coalition relic. <laughs> yeah, you got to save it for a turn, hey? Yeah. So, But it's, it costs nothing, and I owned one, and I really wanted to play it in a deck. So here we are. This is when th- what I said about throwing creativity out and stuff and, and throwing pet cards out, this I think is okay. Memnite is okay because you're actually netting mana off it and yeah. you're breaking that rule that like says like summoning sickness with yeah. with your creatures because exactly. your your commander can let them tap for for whatever. Yes. So cool stuff. I I like I like the picks. There's a couple more that you could play, but uh, you don't need to like like spider silk net. Yeah. You, you don't need that. one. I left all of the equipments out. There's like a quarter shield and a bunch of those. And and like, like bone saw or whatever. Yeah. Like they didn't. Not that these cards do all the things, but these ones at least have like a function. Yes. For what I'm doing. Like Tormod's Crypt, you you might actually just play that. Like I yeah. play that in Bruvac to exile graveyards. You, like you might just, just use good. it. Maybe maybe the spell book will come into play. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Whereas a bone saw, I I can guarantee you, I'm not going to be swinging with a bone saw at any point. No. Well, problem. So the CEDHs are asking, or like, boys, like this, this deck sucks. Like, what is, what are you doing? How, what's your protection? What's your interaction? Let's go to that section. Okay, protection interaction. We're gonna start with Wandering Archaic. Ooh, good card. Very good card. Good card. You know, you know what happened to me one time? Tell me. One time ever. Tell and me. I'm probably the only person in the history of the Earth that it happened to. Oh, tell me. Somebody cast the other side of that card. <laughs> I didn't even know what it did. There's another side. Oh, there is too. I was like, what is that card? Each player looks at the top five cards of their library, reveals a land and or an instant or sorcery from among them, puts those cards into their hand and the rest on the bottom of their library. And each player gains three. Why would you play that? Somebody played that. And I was like, what's the other side of that card? Is it the, is it the front or the back? And they were like, that's the back. What's the other side? Wandering, Wandering archaic. archaic. I was like, <laughs> What? Read the one. What's, what's the wandering archaic? Device? Whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery, they may pay two. If they don't, I get a copy of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. It is one time, and it's a four four for five, which is fine. Which is still good. Yeah, you just cast it in this deck on turn one. My favorite play with this card ever was I was playing with a new guy, and I bought him a Genesis Wave earlier in the night because he has a deck that made all this mana he didn't have a genesis wave and i couldn't handle it so I, I went to the store and i got him one yeah and then in the next game we played he played he tapped out to genesis wave into my wandering archaic Ooh. and then i gen waved for oh that was oh that was bad for them yep. that was a bad game for those people yep next card we have a vexing shusher a vexing shusher he's like a professional shusher that's right a shush uh it can't be countered and you can pay Gruel Hybrid to counter target activated ability? To make it so spells can't be countered by spells or abilities. Or target spell can't be countered by spells or abilities. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So you, you cast your you cast your whatever, Perforos on the stack, they, Gruel, color mana, yeah. target my Perforos, you can't counter it. Or they try to counter it, and then you say, nah, it can't be countered. Then they yes. counter it again and say, nah, nah, no, no, no. Yeah, you can just respond to their counter by saying it can't be countered. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Team or saber two. That's a bouncer. You can return a creature to its owner's hand and make team or saber tooth indestructible until end of turn. So it saves a dude when they try and kill it. Yes. Also combos with dockside extortion. Sure does. We have boots and greaves. Yep. Eternal witness. Get something. I get a backer. I haven't said that in a while. Not for a while. Hey. Deflecting swat. Oh, D swat. We all know D swat. Yeah, that hurts. That hurts when. 
Yeah, yeah. not good. Brando's favorite counter spell, Comet Storm. Comet Storm. And you know what? In this deck, I would I would normally say, uh, it's kind of same Z Brando, but in this deck, I can recognize where it and when and why it's good because you've got like twenty some mana rocks and. If you keep playing the bootlegger stash, it only goes up and up and up, and you can make infinite mana in a couple of different ways that we've identified already. And then you just toast everybody. Yeah, it deals X, and you can multi-kick it to choose more targets. And collector oof. Ooh, so this is the first card of cards that are like this one. Is <laughs> <laughs> a 2-2 two, two for 2. He's the walrus, cuckoo-cuchoo, 2-2 two, two for 2, and activated abilities of artifacts can't be activated. That's Null Rod, which you've mentioned that we can get around with Muria's That's right. ability. That's correct. Let's read the other cards that are kind of like that guy. My three-drop mana rocks? Yeah. We'll, we'll start with the top one. We'll start with the top the, one. The it's, three-drop it's, mana rocks, people are like, what? This is C88. There's no three-drop mana rocks. You guys are terrible. Unsubscribe, unlike, thumbs down, CCOs. The C doesn't stand for competitive, not here. <laughs> correct. Unless it might stand for stand for cloud key. <laughs> oh, it's a terrible card in CEDH. Oh yeah, because we're experts, obviously. Yes. Uh, you choose a card type, and spells of that type cost one less to cast. That I cast. What do you choose? I don't know. Creature. The artifact. C stands for creature. Yeah. Well, you don't need it for artifact. Well, there's some that cost enchantment. Who knows? I think this is fun. I had it, and I wanted to play it. And remember, while I did build this and pack it full of the stuff. I didn't actually order any cards for it except for the land and, and Maria. So I a lot of these cards are just cards that I had. Yeah, that's got to end. That's yeah. got to end. You need things like Thunderclap and stuff that you can cast for free. Like, you know the, the comments from Mask that are like, if you have a red thing and you're standing on one leg, you can cast this for free. Yeah. You need those because they're free and yeah. they kill stuff. Yeah. And that's really good. Yeah. Well, when yeah. I get to when I get to the interaction, I can get my thunderclap and get that in. There. Yeah. Thunder can gonna thunderclap some cheeks when you cast the thunderclap. <laughs> how about how about this? Is this is this one better? Static orb. Oh yeah, that's a gooder. This is a good one in this deck. If static orb is untapped, huh? see see what we did there? I see it now. Yeah. Yeah, I see it. If it's untapped, players can't untap more than two permanents during their untap step. So you leave this untapped until end of player force turn, and you go. Eh, I think I'll make a green mana. Yep. I think I could use a green mana right about now. Yep. Right about at the end of your turn, I'm going to make a green. Yeah. And then when you start your turn, it's tapped. Yep. And then you untap as per normal. That's right. Yeah. And then you just leave it until the end of player force turn. Everybody sucks except me. I love that game. Right? <laughs> that's that's the best game to play within the game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Next up is Storage Matrix. Storage Matrix. Three drop mana rock. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good in the nation. As long as Storage Matrix is untapped, each player chooses artifact, creature, or land during their untap step. Sort of. That's how that works. That player can untap only permanents of the chosen type this turn. Yeah. That kind of sounds like at the end of player four's turn, you need a green mana. Yeah, it's... It, I, I get the, the feeling that might don't be know, true. Don't know what you're going to do with it. Yeah. Maybe maybe bounce your Dockside Extortionist. I might. With your Teamer Sabertooth <laughs> to make more mana next turn. Maybe I will. You don't even have to tap your land, so you don't even need the Thunderclap Cheeks. You could leave your, you could leave your mana open for, <laughs> for your Deflecting Swat Hardcast. Because <laughs> nothing feels better than Hardcasting those free stuffs yep. and that, just ganking somebody. Yeah, that does feel pretty good, yes. <laughs> And the last one is a Trinisphere. This one's a little bit trickier, but... No, but, it's Trinier. 
Oh, nice. oh, nicely done. Oh, this one doesn't make a ton of sense in this deck. It's tough. This is a tough one because essentially, I'll I'll, I'll summarize. I'll adjust question, my liege. Uh -huh. Three drop. Uh -huh. Your shit costs three. Yep. If it doesn't cost three, costs three. It costs three. That's right. It just it costs three now. Correct. It's like the final step of determining how much mana you spend to cast a spell. The answer is three. The the answer says Trinisphere is I don't care how much. If it's less than three, now it's three. Right. That's how the card works. Correct. Judges are going to be like, <laughs> crawling in their skin when we give that example, but yeah. that's how it works. Why this one? Because it makes your zero drops three. Well, in my brain, one, I can turn it off. So when it's time for- Wait a second. If it's untapped? Yeah. <laughs> I can turn it off. So when it's time for oh, when it's tits and ass. when it's go time for Brando, I just turn the Trinisphere off. So you mean right around the end of your opponent's turn, <laughs> you could use a green mana here or there. Well, no, this one's during my turn. During my turn, it's like okay, Trinisphere is Trinisphere to all you guys out. You guys couldn't combo off, and now I'm going to. So I'm going to turn the Trinisphere off and beat wholesale ass. Oh yeah, I'll just I'm going to turn that one off. You could quick. you go. could pick your turn where you're like, oh, I've got like three. Zero drops in my hand. Yep. I'll tap the Trinisphere for a mana. I'll go. Uh, I'll go zero drop, zero drop, zero drop. Either make mana or tap them to air quotes draw a card with Muria, Muria, yeah. and go zero drop, zero drop from the top of your deck. Yeah. You know what I think would be good in this deck? Tell me. I think something like a Sensei's Divining Top or Scroll Rock would be good in this deck. Oh yeah. I think that things like. And I can't believe I'm saying this, oh but if we're going all the way there, why no winter orb? We can't turn it off. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. Believe me, I checked. Oh. <laughs> I read every stacks piece I could find, and these were the ones that you can tap them to turn them off. Turn them off. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So went and got a drink. Okay. You no, nobody knows that, but now they do. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking of free spells. Okay. There's one called Pulverize, destroy all artifacts. Don't want to play that yeah, one. Yeah, don't play that one. Yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah, but Pyrokinesis is oh, yeah. is the red force of will. Yeah. In that you exile a red card from your hand to pay one life and it fours stuff. Any way that you want to split up four it, damage. Four damage to spread around, yeah. Yeah, really good. Gotta have red cards to chuck to it. You do have to have red cards, yes. Uh also force of rage. Is the red um, force from Mari Hoho? It gives you like a three one for free or whatever. Like that's not super good. Yeah, they're... but it is free. Yeah, Pact of the Titan gives you a four four, I think. But you got to pay five on your next turn. Yeah, that's okay, I guess too. That doesn't work with. Um, does that work with Cloudstone Curio? Because you can get a free creature that way. Uh, yeah, I could bounce something with the creature. Yeah. There's also Fire Blast. Where you can sacrifice two mountains to deal four damage to something. Yep. That's okay. That's fine. So th those are just ways to cast shit for free. And if you've got free stuff that you can cast, and you've got zero drops that you can cast, essentially from the top of your library with Muria, yep. you could do like, and I know that you don't like this, but you could do an Aetherflux Reservoir instead of that bootlegger stash. Ooh. And that is a way to definitively win the game. Yes. Because if you cast enough stuff and you gain enough life from, air quotes, storming, you could make something happen there. Yeah, you could definitely and, and do that's, that And sure. that could be part of what you do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You could gain life off of the uh, 
off of the um, 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 Etherflux Reservoir and play something like a um, Treasonous Ogre. You Burp. can cash that life in. If you can't pay 150 life because your deck just can't cast that many cards, you could cash that life that you're gaining off the Etherflux Reservoir into Treasonous Ogre, pay three life, get a red. Right. And you could turn that into... Comet Storm, or you could turn that into something that wins you the game. Right. So I don't know. It's just different ways that I'm thinking that that I know work that are tried and tested and true and mm. are things that you might want to be doing anyways. Yes, storming and casting free spells, gaining life, interacting on a on a more um, minute level where you can mm. get somebody's whatever. You can get somebody's. Paco, you can get somebody's Thrasios, you can get somebody, somebody, somebody with those free burn spells. Yeah. That's good stuff. Burn spells are so good. Yeah, especially when they're freaking free. Shit, yeah, they Let's are. talk about some of the, the burn that you're going to do here. Okay, the burn, I've got, all of these kind of do the same thing, so we'll just hit them all real fast. Sure. Witty Roastmaster, Impact Tremors, Perforce, God of the Forge. Creature comes into play, they deal some amount of damage. Yeah. Reckless Fireweaver is the same, but for artifacts. That's oh. why the bootlegger stash. I can tap my land oh, to do yeah. a damage yep, and yep, still yep. get the mana. Yep. Kessig Flame Breather is never you cast a non-creature spell. It wands everybody. Yep. Ingenious Artillerist is kind of the same as Reckless Fireweaver, except it's whenever one or more artifacts come in, it deals that much damage. So it's one big trigger instead of ten small ones. Oh. So that's... Th that... that Sure, six and one, half a dozen of the other, yeah. unless that one gets stifled. Exactly. Then you're fucked. And then Firebrand Archer is you cast a non-creature spell that wands everybody. Yes, so those kind of all do the same thing, and, and you're, of course, capitalizing off of digging through your deck, ca casting zero drops. Yes. And that's why, knowing that you're doing that, I'm thinking, ooh, Cobalts might be good. Then yeah, go infinite with Cloudstone Curial. Maybe Thunderclap and things of that ilk are good. Maybe they because are. you can get free damage from those cards and free da free damage after like the Firebrand Archer or whatever has paid for itself yeah. in in damage, right? Right. So all kind of good things to think about. And the the rest of the deck is filled out with. Snoop slash Kiki Jiki combo. Yeah, which is samey with which your is, other like yeah. fast deck. Yeah, we all know what those do. We don't need to go over how those work. There's lots of decks and lots of primers that are going to be more intelligible than we're, what we're going to say that tell you how those work. And then I've got 12 things that either draw cards or search out cards in my deck. Okay. And all of the, most of them find, like, I got a Worldly Tutor, I got a Vivian Monster's Advocate, a Tooth and Nail, Thrill of Possibility, Summoner's Pact, Protean Hall, Glimpse of Nature, Genesis Wave, Gamble, Defense of the Heart, Shandra Torch of Defiance, and a Beast Whisperer. You know what I like off of Summoner's Pact? That searches for a green creature for free. Next turn, you got to pay four or lose the game. Yeah. I like searching for a Elvish Spirit Guide with that because you can exile it from your hand to make a green. And you can make a green from being tapped out because Summoner's Pack is free and then Exile Elvish Spirit Guide free. You can make a green for that. Neat. I think that that's good. Elvish Spirit Guide might be worth a slot because mm -hmm. not only is it good with Summoner's Pack, it also lets you power out your commander on turn one. Let's say you go land, mocks, like real mocks, and Elvish Spirit Guide. Boom, there's your commander. Turn one. Yep. And then next turn, it's like you've ramped because you've got zero drop mana rocks maybe already in play maybe you've got a shield sphere yeah, or a, yeah in your hand and you cast your commander on turn one and you play down your your shield sphere and tap it for a green then you can do something else yeah and i like even more i like 
things like Fire Blast and Thunderclap and stuff now because you're playing a Beast Whisperer? Because that's not a May. You draw a card. Yes. And if you're cycling creatures with like Kiki Jiki and and Teamer Sabretooth, you're drawing cards as you're doing that, making infinite mana. And you might need more mana than you have cards in your deck at one point <laughs> if you have to deal enough damage to kill all opponents. Yeah. And you might deck yourself, but if you're playing a Fire Blast, oh, I'll just sacrifice my Mountain and my, my Stomping Ground or my Taiga because you probably have a taiga in here. <laughs> you sacrifice those, you kill your own Beast Whisperer, then you don't draw yourself out. Don't have a taiga. Oh, no taiga? No, ran out. What are you, a noob? I know, I ran out. What are you, a plebeian? I could probably cut one from somewhere else, put it over here. You could get one at FusionGamingOnline.com. Gaming <laughs> special promo code CCL Spring, you'll save a ton of money there. Good deal. That's the deck. That's except the deck? For one, except for one card I wanted to talk about. Because this is another card, like Bootlegger Stash, that I've been I've been just jamming it into decks to try what and make is it, it good. Treasure Vault. Ooh. It's a land that taps for colorless, or you can go XX tap sack, create X treasure tokens. Mm. Now, I've been, I've been working, trying to figure out, well, how the hell does this work? What, is this good? Is this a good card? Should I be playing this? Is it worth the 11 US dollars that people are paying for the foil? So I've been just jamming it into basically every deck, because why not? I think. And in this deck, I think it's good with things like our geni ingenious artillerist, and or Reckless Fireweaver, and then if I could make some degree of a lot of goddamn mana, I could use this as a win condition because now I've made 30 treasures off of it because I had so much damn mana, and it kills everyone. Neat. Yes, I think the deck, the deck that I'm describing that has a lot of free stuff in it might want to be a little bit tricksy in that Maybe you play some of your stuff at the end of your opponent's turn. And if that's the case, and maybe you don't play something one turn, or you don't use all your mana one turn, or you don't tap all your artifacts, maybe that's when you do it. it, it, it make treasure with, with Treasure Vault. Maybe. Maybe that's what you do with your green mana at the end of your turn. Maybe. Hey, like, yeah. right? Just like, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn Genesis Chamber. Or, or at the start of your turn, like, I'm going to turn Genesis Chamber off. I'm going to turn my Trinisphere off. I'm going to turn this off. I'm going to turn this off. And I'm going to make four treasure. Yeah. And then I'm going to untap. Yeah. That's pretty freaking good. It's not too bad. That's pretty freaking good because then you don't need to tap your mana and you have artifacts with the treasure vault that you can sacrifice or switch positions with your goblin welder or whatever. Yeah. I think it's I think it's good in this deck, but don't expect it to make 20 treasures and and power out your your comet storm. Yeah. You, you if that's the the mindset that you have, well, put it put it in like a casual artifact yeah. deck where you want to use it. And you've already got like if you're going to make 40 treasures off of it, that means you've already got 80 mana, which means you can already win with the comet storm. Exactly. You could win even more with the Comet Storm. Yeah, I think if you expect this to make one or two treasures, maybe every one round of the table, or two rounds every two well, round, it, two treasures every two rounds of the table. It's an artifact. It is, yeah. So it also taps for green in this deck. Oh, yeah, it's a forest. And that means I can use Goblin Welder to swap it and one of the treasures that it makes. Goblin Welder and one of the treasures. Yes, 
So at yep. the end of every turn, I could cash in all my turned off artifacts. Oh, you got to gotta get, sacrifice it. Yeah, I forgot that part. To get a treasure or two. Yes, every second turn. Like I said, if you can expect it to make one or two treasures every second turn, I think that that's serviceable. I think that's fine. Especially when you're like kind of, you're not doing anything with the mana anyway. I'm just doing it to turn off my static orb. I'm just doing it to turn off my whatever, right? Like I'm netting yep. some mana every turn. Yep. I'm, I've got a I've got a list of th free spells in front of me. I'm I'm still on this kick. I'm looking at <laughs> Cave In as a sorcery that you can uh, deal two damage to each creature and player. Oh, Claws of Gix. There's another zero drop that lets you sacrifice a permanent to gain a life. You could sacrifice your Beast Whisperer if uh, you're going to draw out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's as good as what I previously suggested. Oh, Crash is another one. Sacrifice a mountain to cast an instant for free. Destroy target artifact. Ooh, Ooh that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. And kobolds, of course, are, are good. Deflecting is what you're already playing. Downhill charge. You can sacrifice a mountain. Yeah, but then I have to attack. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, that I one's know. no good. Yeah, yeah, Unless, yeah. of course, my Genesis Chamber has got way out of control. I suppose, yeah, but I, I wouldn't expect it no, to. No, I would not be. I, I wouldn't not expect bank on it that. to. But... Um, Lots, lots of stuff, right? Like Fury, Fury of the Horde. That's an attacking one, though. Uh, Gutshot. There's, there's another one. The Gutshot is... I don't know if it's as good as it used to be. Is it good in the meta that you want to play this in? Don't how know. many How many one-drop creatures do you want to kill? How many toughnesses Dockside Extortionist have? Two. Two? He's a one-two? Or is he, he is. a two-two? I think he's a one-two. One-two. One, he's a yeah. one-two. Dang it. And that's why I think Gutshot is kind of... I don't say falling out of favor as if it was ever in favor, but like, damn it. <laughs> it's like for a while when I was playing modern, all of the good creatures had four toughness. You couldn't bolt them. Yeah. That's, that's why I quit playing modern is because like the standard removal spell that was in the decks that I like to play didn't kill anything. Yeah. And I, I'm quitting because my favorite spell doesn't work. That's not, but like it became frustrating after a point where it's like, fuck. I have to play all these substandard piece of shit cards like Flame Slash because my lightning bolts don't work anymore. Yeah. This is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. That's an aside. That has nothing to do with that. But So here's my, here's my question for everybody out there and for you, Ryan. Sure. I'm ready. So I wanted this to be a very powerful deck. That's why we have all of these just like, yeah, of course, there's the Gobble Combo, which whatever. Or I could really switch it up and I could turn it into something like a Wizard of Oz theme deck and Ooh. make it super casual. I could do that too. Or... That's the beauty of magic. You right. could go either way. I can push it all the way to 11 and try and keep making it as competitive as I possibly can. And I want people's input. Like, what should I do? Because now I've got like a, a blank slate. I've got a... I don't know. I've got something that could be turned into virtually anything. Yeah. What do I turn it into, do you think? Well, I, I'm really excited about Maria. I want I want a Maria deck in my roster, my rotation. I really like this card. It's yep. the first artifact kind of based card that I've been excited about. Ooh. And I was fucking pumped to build this deck. If you listen to our set review, yep. you'll know how excited I was about this card. And I really want this deck to work and I want it to be good. And you should listen to our set reviews because we don't do them like lots of other people yeah. do them. They're lots of, they're, <laughs> we, we're trying to make them more subtle, fun. Subtle plug for, the, uh, for CCO. We want you to be as excited about the cards that we're excited about as we are. And they're not always the ones that everybody's given all the talk to. So like, I'd like this to be my new CDH deck, but you know what? I've already got Rurikthar. 
I think it's good to be excited. It's good to be excited, and it's kind of it's kind of the shits when you want to make a CEDH deck, but you also want to play it all the time. And we play in a casual meta. Yeah, we are very casual. Yeah, granted, our our meta and friend groups have been playing a long time, and we have high power decks and play them. Yes. I think the answer to your question, if you don't want to have two Maria decks or swap cards in and out oh, because I oh. want to play the casual one versus the competitive I one. I hate that. I think the question is, is this an exercise? The, the question has to be, how often do you want to play the deck? If it's mm-hmm. not very often and I want to kind of push my magic deck building uh, prowess. I want to improve as a deck builder and as a magic thinker, but I don't want to play the deck very often. I just want it to be. It's like having a it's like having a drag racing car or like a world speed record car. Yeah. Right. I just want to be the fastest car in the world and I want to own it. It's like a Bugatti. Why does it need to fucking go three hundred miles an hour? You're never gonna go. Well, you might sometimes. Yeah, but. yeah, you might. That, well, that's, how do they know how fast it goes? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you're gonna have it, never drive it. Almost. What's the point of right. having it, right? Yeah. But if you're going to use it as your CEDH deck and, and play it as such when required, and you want to improve yourself as a magic deck builder and thinker, then build the hell out of it, right? And mm. take it to 11. But if you just want to play it because you like the card and you want it to be a Wizard of Oz theme deck, I didn't even know you like Wizard of Oz. Maybe you don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I know. It's not my very favorite property, but it's I know enough about it where I think we could build a fairly... Yeah, just wait until we have the Wizard of Oz secret lair and universes beyond. Oh, God uh, damn it. Yeah, doesn't it make you hate it now? <laughs> kind of does. You, aside, I really hope we don't get an Avatar one. I really hope we don't. We probably will. I, I, I what, can, what brought that up? Is somebody talking about that? Just because the Avatar movies are starting to get the the trailers. And oh, start, yeah. Right? They're, they're and coming. I, I so don't want it. Oh, they're coming. I just, I don't, I think that it's the most, I think it's the most overrated movie franchise. You think so? Yes. The? And it's and it's only got one movie. The? Oh, yeah. Yet. <laughs> so far. Because I don't know, it's just, it was very, it was super unoriginal. Even the visuals that it got all the praise for yep. were lifted directly from Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. Sorry if that offends you, but if you've ever seen a Zendikar land, you've seen every visual in Avatar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong there. Right? So you're not wrong there. It's I just, I really don't like, I find Speaking them very- Speaking of Avatar, did you see the yeah. size of that pelican? There's an Asida side. Yeah. That was a big-ass bird right Yo, there. We have pelicans that live on a river. That's the only place in Saskatchewan that they live, right? Yeah, and they're freaking huge. Oh, yeah, they're super big, and sometimes- this is a fun pelican story. We can just do a total aside. Are we assiding, 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 assiding? Sure are. This is a quick story. Out beside the building, where we are sitting right now, there is a white, a, a little white marker in the water, a buoy, if you will. Yeah. And it's kind of, sort of, I'm not sure why, shaped like a pelican from like far away. Yeah. And one day the pelicans came and they were like surrounding it and they had their bike chains and their little billy clubs up to like beat the <laughs> shit out of this and this invading pelican like a 1950s gang and they you i watched them from the window and they like slowly swam up like threatening this buoy and they got closest to it and they realized like oh shit this thing isn't a bird and then they just kind of looked around like yeah we weren't doing anything whatever you thought it was a bird and they all flew away it was really funny (laughs) pelicans are dope i'm really happy we have them i think how often do you do you play this deck is the answer to your question 
Well, I feel like I want to play it all the time, but that's because it might be the new hotness, mm-hmm. right? It might be the new hotness that I've been thinking about. Like I've been, which has really got me pissed off because I conceptualized this deck for like two weeks. I was so excited to build it, and it doesn't work the and, way I want it to. And Snoop combo and Tooth and Nail and Perforos is all you freaking came up with? Well, you freaking guy. God damn. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you got if you got this version of the deck, play it. We'll run it on Sidewalk Slam. We'll do a CEDH Slam. People will like that, won't they, in the nation? Let us know in the comments, I guess. They, they might. Yeah, if you want that. And and you can see if it if it holds water, if it shows up to ball, if yeah. it's got its billy club and bike chain. Well, this version won't because it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the combo doesn't work the way I want it to. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, I think that the deck would still work, but without the combo I've built into it, and this is the part that kind of got me bummed, is it's one of the things I did was I took my Rurik Thar CDH deck. Yeah. I took the combos that I knew and liked. And I ported them over to this new deck that had a more cheeky kind of fun shell built around it. So mm-hmm. instead of it being those combos that are the CDH combos you kind of play in Grill, mm-hmm. in a Mass Land Destruction Stacks shell, I took the Mass Land Destruction Stacks shell out and added in this like infinite ETB trigger yep. bunch of loops, right? And redundancy yep. at that. And that's what the deck was going to be. Because it's like, holy fuck, I can do my favorite thing in CDH? Yeah. I will absolutely do that every time. I think then then you build it CEDH and you maximize you maximize, I think, tap two untapped artifacts to exile the top card of your library and rip through your deck. I mm-hmm. think that you have to lean just a little bit more into that to to take maybe not maximize it, maybe that's the wrong word, to take more of an effect. Mm-hmm. take it down that road so you can see more cards have more decisions that you can make to get to your perforos to get to your dock side sooner better more efficiently through hate and that'll make the deck better yeah like the, the counters and the removal and all that stuff that kind of comes later once i figure out whether the deck works and now it would be one of those things where i just cut the useless combo and put the interaction but then i've just got a substandard Rurikthar deck, and I might as well. But no, but that's no, 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 no. No, you don't. You have something different. You have something mm. different, completely different. And you have to remember. And and CEDHers are going to get mad at me and say, "No, it's not. You guys are idiots." So I guess get at me. But when you start with a deck, you're not starting with 99 slots. You're not. No. You need the interaction or or something to slow your opponents down. You need to have a compact and dedicated win condition that mm. you're actually and actively looking for to win. You don't need 17 different ways to mm. win. Coincidentally, if you have that, that's good. But I th- I think, and this is from my experience now, so don't tell me I'm an idiot. I think that you're better served to stop your opponents from winning more stoutly with more stacks and more interaction and cut the 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 tooth and nail because you probably won't be alive to cast it cut the snoop combo because it takes too many cards i think find a a two card combo or something that combos better with your commander and then stop your opponents from winning i think that's what you do because the the goblin combo is going to free up five cards and things like three because Kiki Jiki Zealous Conscript is tooth oh. and nailable. And tooth and nail in this deck, you could hypothetically play it on like turn two. Uh, with enough zero drops. Like, yeah, I don't I don't think that you will though. And you because you won't have that many zero drops consistently yeah. enough. Yeah. Like God Hand and your and your eighth card 
when you take your first turn, maybe, right? And Tooth and Nail, very powerful. So is uh, Shared Summons. Are you playing that one? Shared Summons is Tooth and Nail for five, but they go into your hand. But That's if you're, so good. But if you're making infinite mana, yeah, or or virtually infinite mana, enough mana to whatever, or shared summons, and you need a red to cast your zealous conscripts because you have a kiki jiki in play. Let's say I'm I'm just making up scenarios. Yeah, shared summons for your zealous conscripts and your your simian spirit guide. Right. Exile it, make a red. Use your mana rocks to make green. Cast your whatever. Yeah. Right, and and then you're 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 cutting the fat that is uh, tooth and nail for a five mana card instead of a nine mana card. Right, yeah, yeah, lots yeah. of decision points, lots of decision points, and yeah. I think if you're going to take it to eleven, that's the kind of stuff that you have yeah. to consider. What are you playing against? What is good? It, there's a meta, right? It's yeah. like building a standard deck. Oh, I hate standard decks. Yeah, and and sorry, CEDHers, I compared it to to standard, but sometimes I feel like that. Well, in the way that there's a meta, like there's a there's a best deck, like you have to be able to beat the uh, what's that thing called the 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 Fucking Merfolk. Thrasios. No, the the blue bluey win. Oh, oh um uh Thassa's Oracle. You have to be able to beat that. Yes. If you can't beat Thoracle, your deck isn't as good as it could be. Yes. It has to be able to beat that. And and or how else. do you beat it? You either turn it off by staxing it, you counter it, you stifle it, or you go faster than it. Yeah. And I don't think that this deck can go faster than that exact thing because yeah. you could do that turn one un- uninterrupted. Yeah. I don't think this deck can win turn one uninterrupted. No. And uninterrupted doesn't really exist anymore. It just yeah. doesn't. Yeah. And and you have to be one of the contributing factors to to uninterrupted. To what that means, all players need to contribute to it. I should run this by uh, Alan from... Uh Mental misplay. Yeah, Alan. Mental misplay. He's gonna he's gonna drink some beer with us in Vegas. I'm very excited for that. That is a good way to. That's a good final thought. Yeah, that's right a good there. final thought of the day is drinking beer with Alan from Mental misplay. Yes. I'm gonna think about that. And if and, you have any, and suggest- everybody else too, by the way. <laughs> yes, we're excited to drink beer with you guys too. But if thanks for being here with us. Thanks for being with us during this like thought experiment kind of a. I don't even know what this was, but we're glad you were here with us. We hope you learned something. We hope you took something from it. And if you'd like to contribute to the conversation that me and Ryan just had, there's a comment section down below where you can either toast this deck or you can contribute. Yeah, and we, if you want to pick up any of the cards from the deck, fusiongamingonline.com slash CCO podcast. That's not that's, the that's, that's, not, that's not, it. not it how it works. No. CCO spring promo code at checkout. Yeah. Yes. From fusiongamingonline.com. <laughs> You can get all the shit that you're going to buy anyway or some stuff from this deck. Lots of it's just good, so you might as well pick it up. They have some of it in stock, I'm sure. Get those, get them welding jars. <laughs> get them vexing shushers, baby. They're actually quite good. Yes, get those uh, bootlegger stash and try and find a spot for it. If you can find one, you're a better magic builder than me, man. But... Hey, I think that, you know what? We had a good conversation, I think. I think we did, too. And uh, I, I see a bunch of your points, and I like how you actually dove into all of the different stacks pieces that you could run and you're only running the ones that you can turn off. One of my criticisms when we were talking about it was why aren't you doing it harder? Well, because I can't turn them off. Oh, good reason. Why turn those (laughs) off? (laughs) Good reason. (laughs) And it's things like that that are good reasons for you to tune in to the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! (laughs) 